0: Welcome to Ageless by Rescue. This podcast is devoted to exploring the science of rejuvenation, uncovering the most trusted experts, the must-have products, innovations, and technology in the field of vitality, aesthetics, new beauty, and cosmetic enhancement. Welcome to Ageless by Rescue, the nexus of science and wellness, where we bring the leading experts to delve into ways of enhancing our health and well being through scientific insight. Today, we're venturing into an essential yet often under discussed area of women's health functional gynecology and the science of pleasure. My guest today is a leading expert in groundbreaking treatments changing women's lives. We're honoured to have with us Dr. Aman Binder, the esteemed founder and medical director of Clinique Aurique in Adelaide, an authority in holistic women's health. Dr. Aman is a fellow of the Royal Australasian College of General Practitioners and an active member of both the Australasian College of Aesthetic Medicine and the Australasian College of Nutritional and Environmental Medicine. With medical licenses and education spanning Australia, Canada and India, Dr. Aman brings an exceptional understanding of multifaceted health approaches informed by diverse cultural and medical perspectives. Particularly noteworthy is her specialised training under the renowned Dr. Charles Rennells, bringing PRP treatments and innovative procedures, such as the O-Shot, into the limelight in Australia. In today's episode, we're unravelling the intricacies of women's intimate health, exploring beyond the routine checks, and diving into revolutionary treatments that promise restored functionality, confidence, and pleasure. Prepare for an enlightening discussion that will challenge common misconceptions, highlight the importance of comprehensive gynecological health, and reveal cutting-edge treatments designed to enhance the quality of life and sexual well-being. I'm so excited to share this very important episode of Ageless by Rescue with Dr. Aman. Dr. Aman, I am absolutely delighted to host you on the show. It's a long time in the making. I first met you uh, at the Non-Surgical Symposium on the Gold Coast, where you were speaking uh, as a KOL. And then what we talked about immediately grabbed my attention. And I knew that I was speaking to a world-class expert on the subject of functional gynecology. And I have been stalking your socials. I've been calling you... I came and saw you when you were last in Sydney. I grabbed you the minute you got off the plane at the airport. (laughs) And I am so honored to host you today on the Ageless Biorescue podcast. Let's talk about what exactly is functional gynecology. I would love some definitions to set up our conversation.
1: Yes, absolutely. Uh, First of all, thank you so much. That was lovely introduction. And pleasure is all mine. Thank you so much for honoring and giving me this platform to share my views. Thank you so much. Functional gynecology is a branch of medicine that treats uh, any disease from the root. So we believe uh, by healing the diet, lifestyle, it's a holistic approach. Whereas conventional is more with medications uh, and, uh, you know, different surgeries, we can call it. But yeah, it's... it's, uh... I
0: loved when we had the initial conversation about functional gynecology. Um, The reason that you have specialized in this area of treatment is that uh, you are really of a belief that women should reclaim pleasure when it comes to their sexuality and their functionality. And this topic is just so uh, interesting because you've linked um, pleasure with health and well-being. And when we've had the conversations, uh, you know, whether in person or uh, over, you know, the internet or whatever we've had, you've always brought it back down to the profound impact sexual wellness and functional gynecology can have On the mental well-being on the physical well-being on the holistic well-being of a woman and even obviously by proxy her partner and so for me it was really interesting to to examine this from the perspective through the lens of being ageless because you know i'm always talking to experts about skin and uh, and health and longevity and um, youthfulness and i I've kind of touched on regenerative or rejuvenating treatments, but what you're talking about is well beyond rejuvenation it's really about allowing the body to do what it was designed to do which is to enjoy sexuality to give and receive pleasure to have full confidence in the body's ability to function at peak no matter what stage of life you're in um, so let's let's talk about uh, how you came into the field, and uh, and what attracted you to this area of specialisation. Because you're based in Adelaide, but you are renowned as one of Australia's top experts in this field.
1: Uh, thank you. Um, it all started with the, you know, uh, as as a GP, um, I used to see a lot of mental health patients. Uh, that was one of my speciality, and. Uh, Obviously, women's health, run, uh, it runs parallel. So I found that the majority of my women patients who came to me um, with their mental health issues, somehow their problems were related to either menopause or some of the women's health issues, whether it's postpartum. So I thought that I was just, for example, urinary incontinence. I was just giving them prescriptions for anticholinergics. And then after, you know, trying testing side effects, so I used to send them over to gynecologists to get their surgeries done so a few years later they would come back even worse you know as you would know uh, with the mesh uh, we have it has been ma- banned in many uh, countries i want even. to talk
0: about that later because you and i know about it but a lot of our listeners mm-hmm. don't know about it so we'll come back to the mesh yeah, surgery mm-hmm. but continue so you would send mm-hmm. them to the gynecologist or you would medicate them mm-hmm. but with the case of urinary incontinence it would come back sometimes worse
1: yes. Yes, uh, and worse most of the times. And uh, we were back to square one after a few years of treatment. So I thought that there has to be something more that I need to look into and uh, do a bit of research. So I started exploring uh, different options available. So I started reading research papers about urinary incontinence, type of incontinence, um, and also uh, comes with the vaginal uh, dryness, um, low libido, sexual dysfunction. So I started doing more research on women's health because I knew like if I could fix women's health problems, then we would actually be able to help them mentally as well. And it has a significant impact on their mental health and not only the women's, uh, as you just mentioned, the partner as well. It's not only the partner, family altogether, you know, so a, women's um, uh, mental health is absolutely, absolutely important. So yeah, so I started my research, uh, found that uh, there are different treatments available, and I, as I believe in functional gynecology, uh, holistic approach. So PRP vaginal PRP attracted my attention, and uh, this I, is
0: I read... so fascinating to me because you're <laughs> talking about you know the va- the vampire technique or PRP yeah. platelet rich, yeah. um, sorry,
1: uh, platelet rich plasma.
0: Platelet rich plasma, plasma as a yes. as a treatment for vaginal uh, issues, but it's multiple issues. You started learning that this particular treatment could assist with, right?
1: So I yes, it's I call it liquid gold, and uh, hence the name of my clinic is after uh, PRP. Uh, it's, it's just uh, it's it's the most medical fluid in this world. I would say healing fluid uh, that we have got. So you inject it on your face, it rejuvenates your face. On on your scalp, hair growth. You know, um, it rejuvenates the skin. So uh, it helps to uh, heal naturally, you know, moisten uh, the areas. And there are growth factors released. So, again, by definition, uh, O-Shot or PRP, they are not categorized as functional gynecology. But I think because if you... uh, if you follow the definition of functional gynecology, that is uh, treating the root cause, what would you know treat us better than our own body? So I find that PRP is a part of, it should be a part of fun- functional gynecology. But I want to defin- go
0: back to completing our conversation around um- a unary incontinence so Mm -hmm. when we were talking uh over dinner which was hilarious because you were showing me all sorts of photos and we were having a (laughs) wild conversation over pizza and the waiter we were terrified that he was going to come and see what was on your phone but (laughs) what I, I think that really captured my attention is that there are many causes of urinary incontinence and many options for healing it and yet very few people talk about it so more recently it's become uh more topical to talk about menopause and perimenopause symptoms of which vaginal dryness and urinary incontinence can be one but there are many other reasons uh, for women at various stages of their lives to suffer from urinary incontinence and There are many, many approaches to curing uh, or, at the very least, improving this condition. Mm
1: -hmm. Um, I think the first reason, and you're right, uh, it's so hard to break that ice. So it's quite unconventional for someone to talk about uh, urinary incontinence. You know, uh, girls, uh, all all our girlfriends, they talk about, oh, I'm having a period, I'm having period pain, I'm I'm, I'm having cramps. So regarding periods, we can talk uh, with any period pain, we'll talk and, uh, but uh, nobody will say that, uh, you know, I wet myself while coughing, sneezing, or I want to. I feel
0: like women are talking about it just a little bit more. But really much later in life, I mean, I know in my circle of friends will say, oh, my God, I'm going to pee my pants. Like, oh, don't make me laugh, I'm, you know. But you're right. We don't talk about it as a medical issue. We don't talk about it as a, yeah. as a thing that's incredibly uh, stressful and can cause an enormous amount of changes to your life. And one of the ex- examples you gave me when we were talking last time is, you know, you know, a lot of your patients they won't even go on hikes they've modified the way they live because they're so paranoid that they have to plan everything around being near a bathroom they there are so many things that they're not comfortable to wear anymore they're places they're not comfortable to go anymore
1: <laughs> that's why i created that or a questionnaire you know it has uh, nine questions and all the questions are hilarious uh you know whether uh, and uh, as women we always have a plan b uh, and I, I have spoken on, on so many um, you know instances events and i keep saying and keep repeating myself we are uh we just are multitaskers and we, we are know, resourceful
0: we are certainly we are resourceful.
1: Resourceful. we'll have we'll use a panty liner we'll use a diaper <laughs> will you carry a second uh, you know set of clothes but we will not make an effort to go and take care of ourselves and present to a doctor just because we think that we can we can handle it um i think uh partly because uh i think a majority of the doctors as well they are not aware of all these treatments so uh, if i see myself um if somebody came to me and if i go back to my consult uh, notes for a few years uh, ago uh, i was doing the same thing just giving them anticholinergics or sending them uh, to a gynecologist because there wasn't any uh, there wasn't much awareness about the treatments available and once what
0: are some the- of the underlying causes because um, I think that that's really important to identify and perhaps if someone is listening to this and they've experienced, you know, incontinence once or twice or frequently, um, can we talk about some of the underlying causes and perhaps if, you know, this triggers some recognition in someone who's watching or listening to this, they could take this information and maybe do this um, quiz that you've got on your website, which I will link to, um, and take it to the medical uh, practitioner and say, look, I, I believe I have some of these underlying conditions
1: Um, first thing is uh, it's a myth when I say urogenital syndrome of menopause yes menopausal perimenopausal women are affected but you won't believe my youngest patient is 19 so and she suffers from urinary incontinence she was too shy to talk about it and she was she came to me and she was too embarrassed now, in her case, um, it could be genetics, uh, some of the medical conditions as well. Uh, she's a weightlifter, so, uh, you know, she, she's uh, um, uh, higher on the BMI as well, so a few other concerns in her case. But in general, when we are talking about urinary incontinence, there are a few different types. Uh, there is uh, The most common is stress incontinence. And um, again, like you can't hold your bladder for that long, you cough, sneeze, and you leak. And then there is, and that's usually with postpartum, childbirth, um, chronic constipation, different reasons for that. And then we have um, urge incontinence. That's usually neurological um, dysfunction. Uh, Nerves are a bit more irritated. So uh, it's hard for you to hold the bladder for that long. And then and that can happen with both with men and women. And then we have overactive bladder, and then we have mixed incontinence—the combination of any of those. So, um, you know, uh, and there is a big myth that if I have had a C-section, I won't get all these symptoms. But you have carried a baby for nine months, and your pelvic floor has been impacted. So, chronic constipation, chronic cough—so those are uh, different reasons why you can get uh, constipation. Uh, you can get a, a urinary incontinence. Uh, weightlifting.
0: One of the things that I found really fascinating is I have had uh, some meetings and consultations with a physiotherapist who specialises in pelvic floor, mm-hmm. and she showed me a model and um, explained to me the the vast network around oh, of the body yeah. of the pelvic floor, and it's so much more than just having strong abs or doing Pilates, Absolutely. and the interrelatedness of different mm-hmm. parts of the body. So, uh, you know, it could be from being so. For some people, it's about not having enough muscle tone, and for some other people, it's about being too tight in certain yep. muscle tones. So, mm-hmm. one of the things I learned about my body is that because I was doing so much exercise, so much Pilates, so much Mm -hmm. fitness, actually, all of my uh, pelvic floor area was so tight. So tight. Yeah. So tight. Mm -hmm. And that could be Mm -hmm. just as problematic. So uh, that was really interesting. Uh, The way that I was breathing and using my diaphragm uh, was problematic. I wasn't uh, Mm -hmm. breathing uh, deep enough or relaxing my muscles and the reason I went and saw her is because I had a cesarean and I Mm. also had an abdominoplasty and Mm. so twice my stomach was like cut Mm. through and so I wanted to make sure that as part of my age management and rejuvenation and the way that I'm looking after myself that I'm taking I'm ensured that my pelvic floor is strong that my vaginal muscles are going to stay healthy and strong and I do believe in prevention. I've tried a million different things i I love any treatment that is for uh intimate wellness i I love it I love it before something goes wrong. I think it's it's a great preventative step and I always talk about it with my friends so I'm really curious as to what you think is an effective uh modality to either uh do preventive uh treatment for urinary tract uh, urinary incontinence mm-hmm. or uh, treatment after the fact that it's a problem mm-hmm.
1: so first thing and foremost is uh, doing kegel exercises so no one
0: like... likes doing kegel <laughs> oh, it's like gets saying it. <laughs> you need to drink three bottle liters of water no one wants
1: to do it <laughs> So the thing is, like we all get the pamphlets and we all get the books. Uh, once we deliver a baby, you gotta do Kegel exercises, and those books are sitting backwards. I have never touched anything. I myself, I I would admit that after having, I had uh, two normal vaginal births, and uh, uh, the first one was quite uh, uh, intense. So, a uh, very long labor. It was uh, over twenty four hours, and uh, I, I was. And was you're a, only little. we we're, we're just tiny. <laughs> yes. And uh, that kind of uh, obviously for a first few weeks, uh, you don't even have a chance to sleep uh, let alone doing kegel exercises or giving time to yourself and uh, uh, easily taken uh, away by baby responsibilities uh, you're breastfeeding you're tired you're changing nappies waking up at night I, I I, don't think many women they take care of themselves we always put just by nature you know we put and our family how many women
0: take care first. of their vaginas I mean my goodness like this is it almost seems like a really indulgent conversation to be having but you know, it's it's a very important conversation. So I I can honestly tell you, I, I may have done Kegels twice in my life. I it it is, it's so hard to stick to. It's super it boring. Um, it so is. I'm interested to learn things <laughs> other than Kegels that we can do.
1: I usually, um, so I, how I do it and how I tell my patients to do it, you know, when you're stopping on a red light, just, just have a reminder, Uh, maybe put a sticker on your windshield so that whenever you are on a red light or you see a sticker, you know that you're going to do your kegels or have some landmarks in your car. Cause that's the only time I honestly think, I think a lot at that time. I, I feel like uh, I enjoy my car rides. My work is a, Uh, almost an hour away. And I enjoy that. Right. And that's the time when I think when I do my kegels. So just what
0: about the M cellar chair and the Tesla chair, which is which kind of mimics the Mm -hmm. uh, kegel exercises? Have you have you got that in your practice? Do you you know uh, a a lot about that? I've tried both.
1: Mm -hmm. And what was your experience?
0: Well, I didn't have anything I was treating. I was it was during Mm -hmm. my preventative phase. So okay. I was promised, you know, greater sexual pleasure. Uh it's like uh, it's like doing great exercises for your uh, pelvic floor, for your vaginal mm-hmm. muscles. So mm-hmm. I guess like it was it was good, but
1: I don't have uh M cell or Tesla chair in my surgery, but I have an alternative, uh, which I find uh it works great. Uh, have you ever tried Wheatone?
0: No, I've heard about it though.
1: It's it's electrical muscle stimulation. So it's like a tense machine for your vagina. Yes. It works wonders. Um, Is it internal
0: it, or external? It's
1: internal. It's internal. So it sits right next to, it just sits uh, in your pelvic floor and, and you can feel the contractions. And um, and um, we have lovely videos. You can go to, um, it's part uh, of Empower. So you can go to their website and just watch that video. It's incredible. I make my patients watch it and so that they know what we're doing. So as you said that, uh, you know, our pelvic floor is a complex area to treat. So it's not only the muscles that we are treating, uh, but it's, it's uh, soft tissue, it's vaginal laxity. So there's a lot more that we are treating just uh, than uh, the muscles. Kegel exercises, they help, but with time, age, uh, laxity, you can only do so much. And practically, practically speaking, the intensity of Kegel exercises that you can do, it's, it's i mean if you're doing it once a day and majority of the time 80 to 90 percent of the women they don't even know how to do kegel exercises you know or pelvic floor exercises i mean some of them they don't even know kegel but it's just alternative for pelvic floor exercises and simple things as you just said you were breathing wrong and 80 to 90 percent of us we do that and even like for myself i would know what i'm doing but it's just that subconsciously you're not even aware of most of uh you know uh, the, uh how, just you're not aware of your body because you're so preoccupied with other things
0: what so, about um lasers and um other inter- so you know a, a very popular treatment was called the mona lisa touch yes, um, yes. that that was uh hailed as a great breakthrough for mm-hmm. uh i think it was for stress incontinence yeah,
1: confidence. Yes, almost a decade ago it uh, uh, came out. Uh, now it's just, just that uh, with all, uh, whether it's MCELA or laser, there are more, um, you know, limited am- a number of patients that you can use it on. So, because of electromagnetic radio, uh, electromagnetic uh, field, so you can not use it with the people with pacemakers. Okay. So, you know, whereas here uh, you can just use it's just tense machine electrical stimulation for your muscle. So, we But that's to- safe
0: for everyone?
1: A majority of uh, yeah again like we have to do a pelvic floor assessment first but yeah it's relatively safe for majority of uh, the people.
0: But I w- I'm going to be a devil's advocate there are going to be mm-hmm. look most people hate having a pap smear once every two years having an electrical pulsing um, device inside your vagina at a doctor's surgery <laughs> is going to be a mental leap for a lot of women.
1: Oh, they love it. Trust me. You gotta try it before. I call it orgasm wand. <laughs> <It's just laughs> more like a vibrator for most of the women they out there. So that's my orgasm bond Then we have um, magic wand. So that's um, the former V. That's the bi uh, bipolar. The former V. That's
0: right. That's what yes. you were um, yes. speaking on at NSS. Let's talk about the former V because this is kind of next generation
1: therapy. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
0: And it does more than just urinary incontinence. Yes, absolutely. So,
1: yes, so um, we have a POMOV that is bipolar radiofrequency. It kind of heats up the tissue, uh, heats up your glands, and it's a regulated heat. So So the heating
0: also firms the tissue, right? So Mm -hmm. it it actually can have an aesthetic benefit as well as a functional benefit, correct? Yes
1: you have seen the photos that's from Formaby.
0: I saw all the photos we were literally dinner <laughs> and Dr. Aman had before and afters and they were very gynecological and we were just trying to hide it from the waiter so he didn't think what, 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 what were these two up to? <laughs> yeah. So talk so, me through the technology again yes. so explain it to, to whoever's listening and reading because mm-hmm. this is really interesting.
1: Yes, yeah, so Formavi is a uh, real-time, uh, we monitor the temperature. So temperature is regulated. So on my machine, I know what temperature I have set in. So because of bifre- bipolar radio frequencies, so everything is just concentrated. So we are heating the tissue um, in that focused concentrated area. So it kind of, with age, your collagen bonds, they kind of start going apart with gravity. Whereas once we heat them, we bring those co- uh, collagen bones together so everything just goes back to back to I, usually it, it looks like we have um, at least done a uh, reverse the age for 10 to 15 years if not more
0: so it's an age reversal treatment
1: very likely it is I I, I believe it's a, I mean you have seen the before and after photos so it is uh, They're quite it's,
0: ex- astonishing I mean yeah truly and that, and that was only after like two or three treatments, sessions, treatments.
1: Right? Three. three treatments uh once a month three treatments uh, and that's uh we do internal for uh 12 minutes and we do external for eight minutes the photos that you saw that was only eight minutes of the external treatment
0: three so times
1: eight yeah 24 minutes amazing so and 24 minutes mm-hmm. so in terms of the
0: uh uh treatment that we're talking about right now um again it, how do you get past the psychological barrier of having such an intimate treatment like how Um, how do we speak to our doctor or our healthcare provider um what advice would you give because you must have this conversation all the time with women of different ages from different backgrounds certainly you know if they've come from a a background of having sustained any kind of trauma to their area this could feel like an invasive treatment
1: So first thing is uh, starting from O-shot. So I'll just tell you how I usually consult my patients. So usually they just come in uh, for a pap smear just as a routine check. So while doing their smear test, I always make sure that I ask them questions regarding urinary incontinence, vaginal dryness, laxity. um, I've never had
0: any of these questions asked during my pap smear, never once, not half a time. No doctor has ever asked me anything during my pap smear about my That's vaginal health.
1: Quite normal. But as I said, I wouldn't have been asking those questions a couple of years ago. And hence, I'm training doctors to ask right questions. <laughs> because patients. Well, a- we
0: appreciate I- you, Dr. Amar. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Thank you. Um, it's, it's more about, you know, just being aware. Now we know that we can treat it. So I'll ask questions. I, w- I never asked those questions a couple of years ago because i did not know what to do with it when women came to me oh, uh, about uh, low libido is there a viagra for us uh, no i don't know much about it so you know i did not have answers to it but when, now when they come to me i have answers i can i can show and and fortunately 100% results for us so all my patients they have been happy they have given me all of hugs as i call it so after their treatments and uh, it, it's, it's a game changer
0: It's a game changer. We're hop skipping around on the different treatments. I want to keep on. uh, I think it's really wonderful what you're talking about, because you're talking about you, the doctor, going through an inventory of health-related questions. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But what if we are not seeing you? What if we're talking to a doctor who we have to bring up our concerns? What would be your advice when you know having a pap smear or going to see our gp you know what are some of the things that we could share with them um and what are some treatments that we we could ask for additional information on
1: um again as i said you know it's a fairly new treatment so it was only approved in australia last october so it has been in us um, and europe for years you know, for example, uh, O-shot or P-shot. Uh, so O-shot was invented in 2011. So you has already has had it for almost uh, 12 years. Whereas it's something very new. And if Kim Kardashian didn't say anything about it, nobody would have known here in Australia.
0: But you know, painful intercourse <laughs> or uh, uh, pleasure is a is a sensitive topic. It is it is a hugely private topic, and. You know, I know we're meant to have great relationships with our gynecologist or with our GP, but I I don't know if they're the first person you want to run to and say, you know, I don't want to have sex with my partner. It's, you know, it's kind of like um, I I like the idea of doing your um, survey anonymously on your website so that Mm -hmm. you can get a sense of where you sit on the scale.
1: Mm -hmm. So, right now we are. I would say I am creating and I'm building this tribe where I think we. this is very early stage for me to answer that question because uh, we need army of doctors, we need army of nurses, dermal therapists, so that A, these questions are asked, B, the answers are given. So, um, and I encourage, and, and that's why I have put that uh, questionnaire on my website. I'm more than happy to answer and guide you in the right direction, whether you're overseas, whether you are, I can help you find the doctors who know these treatments, mm-hmm. or at least I can help you find, uh, uh, you know, at least I can help you what, what you need to do next. Just email me. I'm more than happy to guide you. So, and, so uh,
0: far we've talked about incontinence. Mm-hmm. Then we've talked about, um, reshaping or uh, Mm. anti-aging treatments but let's talk about the o-shot because this is (laughs) it's you know it's got a really sexy name o-shot referring to the big o Uh, Mm. and so it's kind of the primary uh, promise that this treatment makes so i'd love for you to talk to us as to what it is how it works (laughs) and all of the things that it can potentially treat
1: Yes, so I'm very passionate about it, as you know. Uh, me and Oshot uh, and PRP, um, so it, it is a revolutionary treatment. And as I said, I I've never it, had
0: this treatment. I'm, I totally want this treatment. I've
1: told you, you should. Yeah, I'm coming. I'm, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> yes, anyone who has had it, they would, they will definitely tell you. I have they're, referred they're,
0: friends to it before, and um, they've had it, and they did love it. Um, so, but I've never had it before, but I would, yeah, I'm going to have it. Why not? I'm about to turn 50. It seems like a (laughs) wonderful gift to sell.
1: It's, it's a preventative treatment, as I said, and you love prevent. You said you love preventative treatment. So do I, and being a GP, it's all about prevention. So I'll just tell you how I have incorporated uh, OSHOT to my practice and how I consult with my patients. So um, going back to that example, I see a patient um, for um, cervical screening, ask them questionnaire, ask them those questions if they have any concerns. Obviously, while doing the smear test, uh, I will examine their pelvic floor as well, and I'm able to gauge... uh, What's the concern and uh, how I can help them? Because there are different uh, treatments. There is Morpheus 8V as well, which is microneedling and radiofrequency. So there's a combination that we try, uh, you know, Morpheus 8V, we try Forma, and we have B-Tone. There's a lot to offer. Uh, I mean, I know that these treatments are a bit expensive, but they're worth it. You know, once you have done, you have fixed yourself. You're not coming back every year. There's a $32 billion diaper industry. So if you can... yeah, it, it is huge. And also,
0: like the honestly, the stigma of adult diapers is so so much, and women so like much. and men don't mental health again. <laughs> the mental health uh, aspect. Yes, absolutely.
1: Yes. But, well, you just imagine yourself. Uh, I always uh, put myself uh, in my patients' shoes when I'm doing their smear test, and when I do O shot, I haven't even had a single patient who said uh, they if they have rated me over. They always say it's minus one or one on a scale of ten. So all the pain. In terms of pain, Ed, no. I know it sounds terrible. It sounds uh, sounds a bit uh, horrific when I say somebody is injecting plasma in your vagina, but it's, it's painless. So procedure. it's your
0: plasma too. That's the other thing. So it, you extract the exactly. blood just like PRP for the face yes. or any other yes. part. You extract the blood,
1: you put it through a centrifuge,
0: Mm-hmm. Extract yes. so the we plasma?
1: Extract the growth factors. Now, those growth factors, um, I, I usually, before doing uh, O-shot, I prep my patient first. I think I bring my holistic approach there. So I like to give them supplements. I check their blood work just to see if there's any... What chronic
0: supplements can we take for our vagina?
1: So anything that would help us get great growth factors. I mean, it's uh, so PRP is all dependent on the quality of platelets. And uh, the growth factors are are derived from the platelets. So So we have we take before our vitamin D, uh, vitamin D, it's B, um, folate, Uh, B complex is great. Vitamin K comes usually with uh, vitamin D. So I have a list of supplements that I give my patients, and also what to and what not to do, like anti-inflammatories. There's no point of taking anti-inflammatories and doing PRP. Smoking. Uh, If you are a smoker, I would say rather put your money in the bin. There's no point of doing PRP so you you have to be realistic that uh, what will work and what won't so So, what you want to do is have
0: the best quality blood therefore the best quality plasma so you do some prep work to make sure your blood work is just primo Mm -hmm. you -hmm. come in you have that extracted Mm -hmm. uh you get the factors and then that's injected into your vagina
1: yes so we numb the area first so I, I do so. Um, a strong <laughs> numbing agent. I do a strong numbing agent first, then I do a block as well, and then we inject. So which is quite uh, tolerable. And uh, as I said, my patients it, all they do is they just feel my fingers. They and even before they know it's done, they usually rate it from minus one to one. And if somebody, uh, so how if many you are,
0: injections would you have? And. Um, I always think, you know, when I hear O-Shot, that it's near the clitoris. Is that correct? Is that where you're injecting?
1: That's part of the O-Shot. And then we inject in the anterior vaginal wall as well.
0: Gotcha. And then how soon, is this a one and done treatment? Is it it a one-off
1: or do we have to keep coming back for a series of treatments? So uh, ideally, it's recommended once a year. And uh, around, I would say, uh, if you're perimenopausal, menopausal, then I would say maybe nine months to uh, a year, uh, a year's time because you will know when you need it. So uh, once you have done or once you've gotten O-Shot, you will see a huge change. And once you start going backwards, you'll come back. You will know that something is missing. So and... in
0: terms of the O-Shot, is it increasing sensitivity or is it lubrication or what, what is it that it's fixing?
1: so what happens uh, once we inject we activate the prp so this is not just like i uh, i have taken your blood i've drawn the plasma and i have injected uh, injected uh, it just like we do it on your face so when we once we want concentrated effects we co- uh, we activate our prp so as soon as the prp goes in so it kind of activates growth factors and that the process starts uh, as soon as uh, an hour So there are different types of growth factors, endothelial uh, insulin-related growth factor. There are, uh, so what they, what these growth factors, they kind of uh, lay mattress, increase collagen, lay new blood vessels, Uh, angiogenesis, neogenesis, that's laying new blood vessel in that area. And then we get nutrition from, um, from our blood. So we have laid new blood vessels. So that means new blood supply in that area. So we kind of. Get more nutrition, the vagina is no longer dry, and uh, everyone is happy.
0: Now, there's also a thing called the pay sharp. What is yeah. that?
1: So, that's uh, for a penis. So, where <laughs> do you inject erectile. that? Huh? Where do you inject it? In the penis.
0: Wow. And it has exactly the same benefits?
1: Very, yeah. So, it is more for um, erectile dysfunction. So it has a very similar, uh, yeah. So usually um, I I never thought I would do P-SHOT. I mean, I I was trained for P-SHOT, but I never thought I would have many patients for P-SHOT. Surprisingly, the women that I treated for O-SHOT, they brought their husbands and like, you got to fix them now. They can't keep up with us. (laughs) (laughs) That's how I ended up treating P-SHOT, guys. Wow. So,
0: okay, what other treatments are available? I mean, you and I talked about labiaplasty. And mm-hmm. um, so in terms of definition, that's a surgical procedure to change the uh, aesthetic appearance mm-hmm.
1: uh, of
0: your labia. Um, mm-hmm. But you were saying that a lot of patients who come to you wanting a referral for that surgery, you're now mm-hmm. suggesting that they try the of V first. Is that correct?
1: absolutely now um you can only whatever i'm saying you will not believe it unless you have seen those photos so if if i can I can't show you my... the
0: photos on the podcast <laughs> i think right channel would be
1: <laughs> send me an email and i'm happy to share it privately with any of the listeners if they want to see the photos and uh um, it's just that uh it's the heat it's non-invasive and i know it's a controlled temperature so i'm not doing any harm there and all i'm doing is just shrinking that area so uh, bringing the collagen bonds together and uh, just increasing the elasticity so uh it's um it, it's like um an additive treatment so usually what i tell my patients is like i have given you protein so i have first on week one i start with o shot so i give them o shot which is like putting seeds in their vagina so now we have given heat next following week i start with former v morpheus uh, 8 or um we how don't... does the
0: morpheus 8 work uh we didn't it's talk pretty about good that.
1: so, so what, it's a... what is
0: the process of that instead of the former v how is it different
1: so morpheus 8 i know morpheus uh eight a uh, it's it's people have this uh phobia about pain regarding morpheus but vaginal morpheus 8v is painless. Maybe you'll rate pain uh, one on a scale of 10, maybe two. Some patients, they don't even know. So they tolerate it really well. So we do put a numbing uh, cream before. So it, it's it's quite a tolerable procedure. So the difference between Formavi and Morpheus 8 is, Morpheus 8 is microneedling and radiofrequency. So it's it's a very strong treatment. So it's it's a master treatment that's my so master th- so
0: that treatment would be for aesthetic it would be for functionality it would be for dryness it would be yes. for tightness it would be for ple- pleasure enhancement everything
1: everything everything in one
0: and is so, that but, also something you would have to come and have three times
1: yes so formavi and morpheus 8v they are uh, recommended once a month at least three treatments so but you will start seeing the change with the first one and you would want to get the next one just to see because with. The results are instant
0: can i ask you how much these treatments cost what are we talking about for let's say form V? what is what is a treatment uh series what does that cost um,
1: usually we combine it in a package because one treatment alone won't really make sense yes yes because so you know yeah yeah so packages can range um i mean like oh shot. um i uh it's it's uh, somewhere between 1200 to 2 grand Depending on which area you are, so here we almost we charge around twelve hundred to fifteen hundred just for o shot, uh, whereas uh, we do combine it in package and then it becomes cheaper. So in you Sydney,
0: combine the O shot uh, along with the former V or the Morpheus X yes, treatment. Yes, yes. Got it.
1: Because uh, so then then it's cheaper for them as well. Yes. And but also,
0: what was the other the first treatment you said? The the electro We tone. We tone. The We tone.
1: That's right. So that's recommended once a week for six weeks. Okay. So um, depending on like Morpheus 8V is a bit expensive than uh, the other two modalities. So you can do a combination. And again, like I can give you a price. Uh, no, just the, touch, for, for But the range listeners. would be somewhere around between, uh, it can go up to uh, five to 10 grand, somewhere around that. So and you if, would recommend
0: that this is something that you would consider doing it once a year?
1: Um, Not once a year. So initially, yes. So we have fixed your soft tissue, we have uh, fixed your um, pelvic floor, so you're good to go. So you can just do a touch-up maybe a couple of years after, depending, you know, as I said, you know, if you are, I ideally think that the ideal candidate is right after birth, postpartum, few months later, because PRP will just heal the episiotomy scars or any any problems that they have had from the episiotomy scar, because I've seen patients suffering from it, and so suffering from uh, the pain and the uh, scar contraction from episiotomies. So um, a couple of months afterwards is ideal time. And then also, uh, also there is... Which um, is also
0: such a funny thing to say because, of course, after you've had a, you know painful birth, the last thing you feel like is having needles around the area, but you're saying it's a wonderful treatment it, to help if, with this.
1: It, it will heal. It will heal. PRP heals. You inject it anywhere, it'll just heal the tissue. So you're kind of healing yourself. And then on top of that, you do need Kegel exercises. So I usually combine O-shot and B-tone for postpartum uh, women. And they usually say, "Oh, I want to finish my, uh, you know, my uh, my family, and then I'll consider the treatment." I think that's a wrong approach because it's, it's our pelvic floor uh, muscles, vagina. is just like an elastic. The more you stretch it, it's just never going to come back to normal. So every time uh, we, I think it's, it's a good idea to just bring it back and then have another baby and stretch it more but uh yeah well the the timing
0: for our conversation is quite timely because I think tomorrow night uh in Sydney I don't know when this episode is coming out but I'm going to go and see Gwyneth Paltrow she is Mm -hmm. speaking and she really put you know treatments for the vagina on the map when she started talking about steaming her vagina as a ritual Mm -hmm. um she released a a candle that supposedly smelt like a vagina um, and just this week, I was invited to two different um, beauty launches for products mm-hmm. that were for intimate care. And I'm wondering, as a, a as a doctor who specialises in functional gynaecology, and a, and you have such a passion for helping women restore the health of their vagina, the health of their pelvic floor. Do you have um, any thoughts or preferences on products to clean to moisturize to treat other than the devices and uh, and medical treatments we discussed today what do you think you know should we be using intimate washes should we be using uh, special moisturizers are there other holistic treatments that you think are worth investing in
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, i usually recommend uh, uh, vaginal health probiotics so they're they're very important and uh, make sure the ones that you get, you can get from iHerb or online, but make sure you're taking uh, uh, vaginal health probiotics, especially around your periods and after you have finished. Because uh, uh, women, they commonly suffer from recurrent thrush, bacterial vaginosis. So uh, the pH of your vagina is very, very important. And I'm not after like i don't really advertise any fancy or expensive brands so all i say just stay natural anything that your body likes just uh, non-fragrant and uh, hypoallergic anything um a normal body wash i usually love um, you know any anything that a baby can use we can use i keep it simple that way but uh, um like uh, douches and other stuff we really don't need to use it just cleanse just normal just like a normal uh, shower and that should be more than enough
0: the other thing that we talked about when we were together was the use of um, estrogen cream Mm -hmm. or estrogen pessaries as an internal uh, treatment um, that could be potentially beneficial for uh, discomfort in intercourse or vaginal um, health and long uh, you know a regenerative as a regenerative medicine mm-hmm. um is is that something that you do recommend to your patients and you do prescribe for women, whether it's uh you know at, at around peri or menopause or um any time that there's a dip in estrogen production.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, absolutely. As uh, we enter the perimenopausal uh, cycle of our life, the estrogen levels start to drop and hence leading to dryness uh, of the vagina and leading to uh, change in the BH and recurrent uh, infections. So, uh, yes, we do have to prescribe estrogen. Uh, it's, it's a part of HRT. It's not only estrogen because we do need progesterone to balance your endometrium. Otherwise, it can lead to uh, endometrial cancer. So it's very important when you are taking estrogen. It's not just like any loop. It it it's a hormone, so it has its own side effects as well. So make sure that you are seeing a health professional, and it's uh, the dose is regulated and. Uh, like uh, anyone who is uh, who has had a hysterectomy can use estrogen by itself but if you have uh, intact uterus you need to uh, have progesterone in order to balance that uh, endometrial uh, lining otherwise uh, it, this is un- uh, it, it uh, leads to endometrial cancer which is unregulated est- uh, hyperplasia of the endometrium
0: But so, uh, but you do recommend that it can yes. be a, a helpful and inexpensive treatment right
1: Absolutely, it it is, and again, as I said, uh, we have to. It should be monitored. As long as it's monitored by someone, it it's fine. It's fine. We do. Uh, we do. Um, like I do prescribe bioidentical hormones as well. So that's. I took bio-
0: bioidentical <laughs> hormones, and yeah. like they were amazing, like such a yeah. life changer. Yeah. Um, let's talk about uh, other conditions that come up, regardless of what age you might be, that are related to this topic. Um and that would be uh, recurring uh, uh, UTIs and recurring thrush. Are there um, any holistic uh, treatment options for women, young, old, in between, that you think can be quite beneficial as a natural and holistic treatment of those issues?
1: Yes. um, So first and foremost is uh, weeing before and after intercourse. That's very important. Uh, taking uh, vaginal health probiotics. Right? So is that so an
0: oral, oral? Is that an oral supplement? The yes,
1: you can take Yeah, oral ones as well. There are some vaginal suppositories as well. Um, then you can uh, Forma V actually helps a lot with recurrent uh, UTIs, um, bacterial vaginosis, and Oshot. So as I said, you know it kind of resets everything. So uh, you do Oshot, then you do bact- uh, Forma V for recurrent vaginosis, and um, uh, candida acids and that's the thrush uh, or u- recurrent utis uh, i mean obviously we have excluded all the medical history i have done the pap smear and i have made sure before doing any of the treatments especially um when with the menopausal uh, women as well it's important to make sure that there is no lichen sclerosis we have done a biopsy before starting these treatments sorry
0: i missed what that was there's no what
1: so uh, so when we uh, when we have uh, when we are treating before prepping the patient, it's very important to rule out um, that the, the patient does not have a, have a lichen sclerosis. Uh, so that just to confirm that the patient has lichen sclerosis, uh, that's by biopsy. So in all the, these treatments, PRP, um, or shot helps a lot with uh, lichen sclerosis, but we need to make sure that uh, it has been diagnosed, and the only way to diagnose is by a biopsy. So make sure that the gynecologist has uh, biopsied that area before going for O-shot. So uh, it's important to, you know, uh, clear yourself medically. So having your PAPS.
0: Do we need to tell the clinic that we're going to or do we need to tell our doctor that we're going to go and have an O-shot or the v format? Is this a conversation that, you know, multiple practitioners need to be involved with or? You know, if I don't want to talk about it with my gynecologist or with my GP, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. it safe enough for me to go and have an O-Shot? Is it safe enough for me to go and have the v format at a clinic that specializes in this?
1: So if someone is doing O-Shot, if you're going to a certified provider, like I'm the only trainer in Australia right now. So I make sure that I have laid that importance that my, my trainees, they know that they're going to rule out all the red flags before doing an O-Shot. Right. So... If you're going to a certified provider, they
0: should know. I'm going to go to one of your, um, I'm going to go to a certified provider because I just found out, I saw an email that went around at All Saint with Dr. Uh, Joseph Hakik's clinic, that they're going to be offering uh, OSHOT and treatments. Um, Because honestly, I just don't want to have this conversation with my doctor.
1: It's absolutely fine. As long as uh, oh, there are only a few things that you need to remember. Your pap smear should be up to date. Uh, if you have a genital herpes, take a prophylactic. And uh, if you um, make sure that you don't have, uh, you know, lichen sclerosis, as I mentioned, should be biopsied and known. Great. Right. That's just a few things to remember.
0: Mm-hmm. And in terms of where are we going with with this technology, you know, you we talked about um, Mona Lisa Touch and you said that that was, you know, about 10 years ago. And now Forma V is really at the forefront and you're a KOL for that particular company. You you speak at a lot of conferences um, about Morpheus Aide, about uh, FormaV. Uh, you're the Australian trainer for OSHOT. So you really are at the forefront and I imagine that you go to a lot of conferences or and you're reading a lot of papers on what's next. What do you predict is the future of this particular area of functional gynecology?
1: Um, I would, again, uh, there is always, uh, uh, you know, controversy r- related with, uh, you know, regarding these definitions. So I'll just say it's uh, functional women's health uh, um, you know, treatment that we are talking about. And uh, uh, I think it has a great future. It's just awareness. So people need to know that what treatments uh, we are providing. Health professionals need to be trained about these treatments as well. As I said, you know, um, in Australia for CAPS, uh, we have a CAPS uh, scheme where we provide adult diapers, like we pay them uh, some um, amount of money. I think it's around $650 uh, a year. So I, I believe that if we can divert that money for preventative treatments like these, these are newer treatments. But uh, obviously we these are now people are paying so much for these treatments, but are, we are seeing great results. And uh, you know if we can just kind of subsidize these treatments, that'll be great, that'll be a great help. But in order to do that, more uh, health professionals need to be aware of these treatments, and hence uh, I am big on training. And even like uh, next week, I'm going to Singapore and Tokyo. So I'm training the gynecologists there, uh, you know, how to do this treatment. So we are definitely moving forward. It will take time, I guess, uh, in next couple of years. uh, We will be sitting very comfortably and people will be coming down. Just like now, um, a few years ago, nobody knew about Morpheus. And now people come uh, for consultation. Can Can I get Morpheus? So I think it's just. I never, in my
0: wildest dreams, thought that you could have that treatment um, as an intimate treatment. I yeah. didn't know you could.
1: And and uh, like uh tone it's the only FDA-approved uh, vaginal device uh, for Kegel exercises. So you know, uh, I think
0: uh, there are. Are there at-home devices that? So for people who are just like mortified, they don't want to go to a clinic. Are there any at-home devices that? you would recommend or you're aware of that are worth exploring
1: i mean um i think online nowadays there are many there are different uh, i guess you can find uh, devices but i'm not sure you won't be uh, you don't want to insert anything in your vagina and cause infections or problems i would not recommend that because uh, it's best to be done in a sterile environment like we in, in aseptic area where we are taking uh, care of uh, uh, you don't you don't want to introduce infection you
0: know so, so just to um wrap up if mm-hmm. uh, anyone who's listening to this um are interested the the treatments that we uh talked about they can just google it and find uh, a provider nationally about um that offers these treatments
1: is that correct that's right so if you want to uh, any of the treatments so uh, all i would say is there are only a few things uh, to keep in mind first which treatment first what are your problems just just sit down Think about it. Just make a list of your problems and see what are the treatments available. Second, find a provider. Make sure they are certified, well-trained. How do we know whether they're
0: certified? I mean, uh, ASAPS did an incredible job of raising awareness about understanding who is a surgeon and who's not. But Mm -hmm. how do we find out in this area who is
1: certified? What are the questions to ask, what to look for? Nothing. Nowadays, Google is a blessing. So all you have to do is Google OSHOT certified provider. So there's a pro- provider directory, but make sure you go to their official page. So once you go to their page, click onto Australia, click onto your state, you'll know who's the op- official provider. Just go to the official provider.
0: And the, uh, v form, uh, the former V, is that the same?
1: We look up former V and then look at providers? Absolutely. So you go to the InMode website, um, you just Google the providers uh, in your area and you'll find a few. So all the clinics and all the clinics that uh, have these devices, they're all trained. So they're all trained professionals.
0: This was such a great conversation. I know that it's just the tip of the iceberg. And I just want to thank you so much for making time to have, you know, uh, this very informative and useful conversation. I hope that if you are listening to this, you you know, you tuned in like you were listening to two of your friends, two sisters, certainly to have a doctor with the qualifications and the experience as you um, is, is such an honor and a pleasure. I, I'm absolutely delighted that we were finally able to record this episode. Thank you so much for
1: joining me. Thank you. I just want to say one thing else uh, that's uh, big on preventative uh, screening, that's cervical cancer. So uh, I'm sure you guys would have known that X Miss Universe, she was only 26 and she died of cervical cancer. So as a GP, I always advocate. And now in Australia, we have uh, cervical screening every five years and there's also a self-collect kit. So it's very, very important to make sure that you have done your pap smear or cervical cancer a cancer screening and uh, it's it's every five years might as well just help yourself prevent yourself and uh, you know start taking care of yourself
0: thank you so much for actually bringing that to our attention i think it is a a, it is always a a health conversation first and i think with ageless with longevity with cellular wellness it it is really good to to remember that you know we first of all we want to be in tip-top condition and also know our internal dashboard and there's nothing better then taking advantage of the tests that are now able to give us so much uh, excellent information about yeah. what kind of health we're in. So I appreciate that reminder as well, thank
1: Absolutely, because there are only a, hand of, a handful of screening tests we have got. There's a bowel screening one, breast screening one, cervical screening, There's not there are not many tests otherwise. So for example, for ovarian cancer, unfortunately we just diagnose it in the later stages. We can't do much about it. So definitely take advantage of the tests provided so um a couple of uh, months ago i had a patient so she came in and as my nature i always ask them about their um, pap smears history allergies and all that so i was updating her history she was my a new patient to me and uh i asked her when was your last Pap smear. she was uh over 20 years ago and when i asked 20 her about, years, ago. 20 years ago that's wild <laughs> She was 55, and um, and I asked her about family history. She goes, mom had cervical cancer, and she died at 40. And I said, in spite of that, you did not have a pap smear. And she goes, I was too scared. My last pap smear was traumatic, and I don't want to go back. Uh, it was a really bad experience. And I was like, okay, you are here. And I had patients waiting in the waiting area. I was like, let's just do it, and trust me, it won't hurt. So I kind of convinced her. She did a smear test, and she goes, "This was the best smear that she has ever had." Um, you know, I used obviously a few different techniques just to relax her, calm her down, and for pa- uh, you know, patients as well. Whenever you go for a pap smear, make sure you are relaxed. Your thigh the self
0: test are... is a great uh, and a, you know a really? thing to that as well. So you know, if you are anxious about it, if you are self conscious, if you are traumatized, do mm-hmm. the self test. It's safe and it's yeah. valid.
1: Yeah, but not many people know about it.
0: So We're testing you about it. New, Please do the yeah, test.
1: Do the test somehow. And uh, so, unfortunately, she was diagnosed with cervical cancer when when her results came back. No. So, and I have since then made such an effort that a- any patient that I see for last few months have been asking them go have a girlfriend date, get all your girlfriends do the pap smear together. So this is important, and I cannot lay more emphasis uh, My uh, that patient. And then we had uh, uh, the Sex Miss Universe, 26 died of cervical cancer. So, uh, and here we start the screening at 25 in Australia. But uh, if you have symptoms, and the symptoms are painful intercourse, post-coital bleeding, it, you know, just just make sure you seek help. Even if you have had your pap smear, and it's, it was good for five years, and if you have developed these symptoms again, make sure you go and get yourself examined.
0: Great advice. Great advice. Yeah. Thank you, Dr. Aman. Wonderful to speak to you. Thank you. Thank you. Ageless by Rescue is brought to you by Rescue Me Academy. Reignite your relationship course. Love your relationship, but miss the early days? You're not alone. This course will teach you how to identify your issues, stop the fighting, find what you need to be happy, re-spark intimacy, and keep the lines of communication open join us at rescuemeacademy.com.au to learn more about the program and to download your first free lesson. I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you did please share and rate this episode I'd love that.